You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So today we've watched another oldie movie from 1986. It's called Peggy Sue Got Married. It stars uh, Kathleen Turner, Nicolas Cage in one of his earlier roles, Barry Miller, and Catherine Hicks. If you're around my age and you don't recognize anybody but Nicolas Cage, uh, that's to be understood. This movie is from uh, nearly 40 years ago. How long ago was 1986? 38, 36, something like that. But regardless, uh, this one was directed by Francis Ford Coppola of many Coppola. Uh, Coppola yes. Okay. Uh, many know him from The Godfather fame and uh, Apocalypse Now and a variety of other movies along the way. And uh, we're here to talk about Peggy Sue Got Married and get our thoughts on it. So is there anything you want to say to this movie about whether you knew it was out when uh, it was around or if you just never got around to it or why did you choose this one? Okay, so first of all, 1986 wasn't that long ago. Well, actually, it was. Let's, it, let's be it real. Was. <laughs> it, was, it was the year that I graduated from high school. So, um, Oh, this I, is perfect for you. It is perfect. You know, it's from the 80s, so you know it's good. So uh, the main reason I chose this film was, well, one, you and I had not seen it. But when I was traveling on business last month, I called uh, your mom, and she was watching Peggy Sue Got Married, and she said, you got to watch this movie. And I said, uh, uh, okay. And so <laughs> I figured you hadn't seen it. So I suggested it because it was kind of a mainstream film. I remember people um, really talking about it, mm-hmm. but it was also not sort of one that hit the zeitgeist, you know, it was people sure, seemed sure. to like it. And, and honestly, Kathleen Turner had such a, um, a solid career there for about three or four films mm-hmm. and then sort of disappeared. And that was unfortunate. So I think if her star had lasted longer, I think maybe this would have been a little more of a film that perhaps you and I would have seen before it was as old as it is. So at the end of the day, that's the reason I decided we watch it. Plus, we were watching some heavy films, and I thought it was probably worthwhile for us to watch a few lighter films like we uh, have in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, it, it's interesting because Nicolas Cage, who is the nephew, I believe, of Francis Ford Coppola, is the you know one that pretty much lasted throughout um, all of those years, even to this day. Oh, and let's not forget Jim Carrey; he has lasted. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's not even he's not even listed in the top billing. This might mm-hmm. be the earliest movie that I've seen him in. I didn't For know sure. that he was even around uh, at this point. So. Um, the synopsis of this film is that uh, a woman uh, finds herself on the verge of a divorce, and she finds herself transported back to the days of her senior year in high school in 1960. The film was written by husband and wife team Jerry Lightling and Arlene Sarner. So yeah, like you said before, it never really hit the zeitgeist, but it was a modest success. It had a budget of $18 million and made $41.5 million. But when it comes to movies, uh, normally you have to make about two and a half times the budget. So that's uh, kind of one of those uh, rules of filmmaking that I learned over time. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you think of it? Um, 
I liked it. I thought it was fine. I think I liked the first half of it better than the second half. In fact, I would say that it was uh, very entertaining for the first half, but I felt like it ran out of gas uh, probably with about 45 minutes left and certainly with 30 minutes left. So am I glad we watched it? Yes. Did I enjoy it? For the most part, yes. Mm -hmm. But I felt um, a little disappointed in the conclusion in the third act, if you will. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand that. Um, this movie kind of gave me, I, I figured you'd say that too. Um, this movie kind of gave me back to the future, but done oh, much lighter vibe. Completely back to the future vibes. So I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, this is probably around the same time it was released. And back to the future came out a year before in 85. So um, having seen that movie even long ago, it just does time travel so much better and obviously it's much higher concept than this one because on on paper and in execution this is an incredibly simple movie um but i just found it interesting that i feel like i've seen so many films such as this one that were inspired perhaps by back to the future that have just been done so much better i thought this was fine at best and kind of just a little bit uninteresting at worst um I didn't think it was a bad movie per se, but I'd say that this film was probably oops, got a cat next to me. Um, I'd say that this film was probably made for an audience that is 40 years older than I am. Um, I'm not really at that point in life yet where wait a I, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This movie was made for 64 year olds. Well, I mean, when you think about it, it's just okay. So the time uh, the uh what kathleen turner is probably what 67 right 67, now yes people who could identify perhaps more with the time period and i would say people who have had those life experiences enough to where they can look back and regret things at that certain point or wish they had done something different i'm you know 24 i'm not old by any means but you know i'm not 18 i'm kind of somewhere in the middle where i'm just now figuring what I really want to do and sort of like go on with my life, but I haven't made any decisions that I feel like I can't come back from or necessarily regret or really want to change around entirely because right now high school graduation was not that long ago uh, for me. I mean, six years is kind of a long time, but you know, I'm still young and I feel like I couldn't connect with it as well. Even if I could understand, um, you know, how, people really look back on their past you know when they get older so i don't i don't know i just thought this film was um kind of boring i thought like you said i think it lost steam but there were some good parts along the way for sure um i thought nicholas cage was awful in this film um i thought the acting was pretty bad across the board and i think we've come a long way um with actors and actresses uh since then and um it played to a lot of movie tropes, you know, the very sappy things um, and, and just sort of the high school dramas that aren't really my bag necessarily. I can see a lot of people getting perfectly fine enjoyment out of this movie, but I don't know. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was too great. And you've had more of the benefit to have a day or two to think on it. And I just finished watching it, but those are kind of my fresh thoughts right now. Yeah. Um, None yeah. of those surprised me. I had a feeling you were going to feel that way too. And, and quite honestly, I think we, we feel pretty similarly about this, about this film. For me, 
I didn't love high school. I don't miss high school. I don't ever want to go back to high school. Yeah. And so, um, I, and I think that you would agree with that too, right? Even though obviously we're two very different generations. I didn't. Hate I, I have. I didn't say I hated high school. I just don't ever want to go back. Of course, you know, sure, I, yeah, I, happen to, I happen to like my age a whole lot. And, and <laughs> no, I don't want to go back an hour. I'm perfectly fine with where I am. But at the end of the day, I just felt like um, there was a nostalgia. There was a delightful nostalgia uh, aspect to this film for the first hour. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, there were, we'll get into spoilers in just a minute. But I thought that overall it was... Uh, an ode to Back to the Future in some ways. It was almost like, okay, Back to the Future was a success. Mm-hmm. Let's do another time travel film, but let's do it differently with a female lead and we can capture a portion of that audience. And I remember adults having seen it and really talking positively about it, but not enough for me to go and say, oh, I want to go watch this film. And I think maybe it was because whereas Back to the Future played well to teenagers and above, this, mm-hmm. I again, I wouldn't say it plays to people who are that much older than you, but I do think the demographic for this is probably people in their 30s and 40s, almost like the 30-something crowd. You sure. Know, uh, you know, so anyway, that's about, what I would About the time when you start feeling real nostalgia, I mean, there's definitely points 10 years ago where I was like, wow, that was pretty nice, but... I can't necessarily say that I'm incredibly nostalgic about anything uh, yet. So once again, like you said, probably probably a film for people that are, you know, probably a decade older than me or so. Yeah, I think that's fair. Cool. All right. So uh, we're going to keep this nice and tight, but this film doesn't really have spoilers. But if you want to see the movie and might accidentally catch sort of like a minor significant plot point or reveal that you don't want to hear about, um, go and watch the movie now. But if you want to keep listening, uh, go ahead and do just that. So um, I want to know more about what you thought, why you thought the beginning was better than the rest of it, the first half versus the second half. Well, I thought that, uh, first of all, I didn't quite understand why she wore that dress to the to the uh, reunion. It seemed like everybody else was was dressed in what appeared to be clothing of the day, yet she wore the dress from 1960, which I guess sort of foretold to some extent, you know, the fact that she was going to go back in time kind of thing. There, were, there was that. It, it was just, I don't know. I, I thought... The whole concept of going back in time, you know, I like that, right? Yeah, talked, yeah absolutely. We like, we like time as a, as a movie element. And she faints or something like that when they're bringing the cake out, when she is, is she named like homecoming queen or something like that? Or not She's named queen, uh, reunion queen. queen. She and yeah. um, I believe her husband. So she has. No, this, she and uh, the nerd of the school. Right, apparently. right. So she has this. Uh, I don't know what happens to her. And in the whole, in the film, I thought that she was really having a dream, almost like in the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. But it turns out it really wasn't a dream, right? Well, yeah, it's like the whole end was a problem. It's weird because they kind of just used the, oh, she's not conscious. Now we can kind of just do whatever we need to do with the story sort of thing here. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to overanalyze this film because it's not meant to be, it's not meant to have extreme layers to it. I understand that, you know, it's purely for entertainment purposes, 
but um yeah she just kind of like faints but it's weird because her physical self they kind of explore that a little bit is she dead or not but um they kind of, it's like she's lying there on the ground and she's getting medical attention and she's been taken to the hospital all while she's living in this other timeline or going back i guess um going back to the past so it's you're kind of wondering things were happening while she was fainting right people were worried for her and taking care of her and then she was also physically in another place so i thought that was um kind of (laughs) kind of silly uh to be honest but i did like the beginning because it sort of fleshed out those stereotypes of characters who was the cool ones who was the burnouts who was cool in high school and who turned out to be a little bit of a loser you know and what it kind of um brought to the dynamic of high school and Mm. one thing i really appreciated was a lot of times you think you idealize and romanticize these ideas in high school, whether it's being with somebody forever, or it's becoming this person or uh, being an artist, this sort of profession. And that seems like it's your whole world, right? Mm -hmm. It seems Mm -hmm. like that's your absolute future, but you don't know anything yet. You know, it's just one of those things where you think you've got it all figured out but you have nothing figured out and there's so much for you to discover. So I appreciated that because a lot of characters had really big ideas and big dreams and some of them achieved them and some did not. And um, I think it lightly touched on that, which was good. But um, I, like I said before, my biggest problem was with the performances. I think Kathleen Turner was definitely uh, the best in this. So like from what I saw, but I felt like everybody else was just a little, I don't know. It seemed like they were kind of, even if they weren't phoning in their performances, they were just coming off a little bit weird. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that couple in the beginning, that guy seemed like he was really creepy, but I don't know if he was meant to be portrayed that way. And then um, I wasn't sure the very successful businessman who used to be the geek of the high school. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be seen as a sympathetic character or a good guy or like a guy who still had a crush on her or had a crush on her in the first place. And um, I felt like some of the characters weren't explored as fully as they needed to be. And with these time travel movies, part of the fun is sort of changing what you did, right? It's really changing the timeline of everything. But this was kind of more like she was really enjoying reliving her past. It was a sense of remembering things that she probably took for granted. And I appreciated that aspect. Like when she was on the phone and she heard her grandmother, she broke down, you know, those moments that we don't think about, but when they're gone, it means so much more to us. Right. I I really appreciated that aspect of it because I mean, you know, that happens to everybody, but I feel like they could have gone bigger with it, like her doing more crazy and extreme things. It seemed very safe and tame for the most part. I feel like not much of anything really happened. You know what I'm talking about? I do. First of all, I would say I thought Kathleen's Kathleen Turner's performance was the highlight of the film. I thought she was excellent in it. And remember, I've only seen her in Romancing the Stone and a few other films. And, and so I thought she was, was quite outstanding in this, but I would say to you, she was surrounded by lackluster performances all the way around, especially the person who played her mother. I don't know who she was, but I turned to your mom and I said, she is just not good. And that really took it, took uh, a lot of the enjoyment away. I thought that was such an important character. Your mother is such an important character in your life. Is the most important character in your life or person in your life often. And, and for that person to be weak. 
I will say that the scene where she was talking to her grandmother on the phone really, really hit me uh, in, in a way that I wanted it to. I, I never met my grandparents. I never had the, the opportunity to speak to my grandparents, mm-hmm. or at least that I remember. But I thought in that moment, if that situation, if I was in that situation, what a wonderful moment that would have been mm-hmm. and how much I would never want that moment to end. Certainly. And that I thought was really, really sweet and powerful. Um, so I like that. I will now say that the things that I didn't love aside from the performances, uh, first of all, Nicolas Cage, I, I agree with you. First of all, I did not think he was good. Your mom kept calling him quirky. I just kept calling him bad. What about the scene where he breaks into her bedroom and almost puts the pillow over her face? I yeah, that was. I, had I to remember rewind it twice because I couldn't believe that happened. I was like, what? What? Why did they do that? And you know, it's funny too because I, I was just like, was that what I thought he was? Uh-huh. I had to rewind it. Were? Yeah. And then it, it's, it's also interesting because maybe back in 1986, people wouldn't have batted an eye. They would have just been like, oh, whatever, you know? But that was so weird. It's just like, where did that come from? Um, but yeah, his voice was just weirdly nasally. Um, mm-hmm. It sounded like he had a cold he puts on it's like he puts on one character and then he puts on another almost every scene it's like he's a different person playing the same character but I don't know what he was going for in this and it was um (laughs) it was quite ridiculous and don't get me wrong I enjoy his over-the-top acting and there's a lot of places that can be applied but when it comes to certain films you just kind of really got to be that character and sometimes that just doesn't work out and he's of course a legend um but I mean, I've recently just saw a movie that was all about him. Um, but, you know, that was, <laughs> I'm really surprised that he was able to stay relevant for the uh-huh. next 25 or 30 years. I, I agree with you, Noah. Well, I mean, you know, first of all, the, the film that I remember him in was, was uh, what was it? Moon, Moonstruck. That's the film that sort of, I think, catapulted him into the stratosphere. It certainly wasn't this. But to your point, I, I completely agree. Let me also say quickly, I thought the scene when she was with her grandparents toward toward the end was quite quite uh, quite good. I thought so too. But I also would say from that moment, it went downhill spiraling because when she was trying to, when he was part of a club. The, he was, was a Freemason or something. That, that made zero sense. That By was, that point in time, I had almost checked out and I was in pain watching it. That was the dumbest part of the movie. I mean, for sure. It, it was I, so I, out of left field. It didn't make any sense. That was such a Hollywood trip. You know, they're sitting by the fire. They're enjoying each other's time. And then he's like, well, I got to go to the Mason meeting. And then um, no. <laughs> it's all of them wearing these crazy hats. I've never understood Freemasons, but that was the most Hollywood thing ever. You know, they had them yeah. all dressed up in those crazy hats doing their chants. Did, were they in on the fact that she was time traveling or something like that? I don't even uh, know. I don't know. All I know is that it just, it, it was like they didn't know how to conclude the film. So they were yeah. trying this, that, or the other thing. The other thing I'll say, and this is my last comment about the film, was knowing that he was unfaithful to her in in real life, and I'm using air quotes here, there is no way, shape, or form that I could support them getting back together. Zero, none, no way, not possible ruin the film for me that she actually 
fell back in love with him. Yeah, I think it's possible to do that in film, but with much, much, much more characterization and time between the two. What we got was really surface level and really 20 minutes before the end, she said, I'm not dumb enough to marry you twice. So I don't feel like they respected the character enough because it was centered around her and she never came off as dumb or anything like that. But I just don't feel like they respected... I don't feel like they respected her enough and they kind of didn't explore that issue further because she, she blurted out, you weren't there for me, for the kids, you know, you hurt me so badly. And then she's like, I I love you. You know, once he's, once he says, I'm going to make a different life decision. And sure. I suppose that means that hypothetically he wouldn't have been led to doing what he did, but that's just a really, it, a topic like that deserves a lot more exploration. It does. And I feel like the movie was really sloppily wrapped up. And once again, I thought Kathleen Turner was the best part of it, but my goodness, was she not very well respected as a character and not, I don't think she was given enough depth for what we got in some moments. And what about the fact that this, now this is really the last thing I'm going to say about this film, that the locket was, was not pictures of their children. It was a picture of, her and Nicolas Cage when they were little um I I guess I guess so if I suppose the whole thing was their children look like each of them so that's and then she was thinking to herself you know we were made to be together you know they're really just reflections of us and I miss our children the way they were regardless of what happened but that's probably me giving the movie too much credit um no yeah what you look like as a kid is forever etched in my mind. And quite honestly, you look a lot like that kid only with a big beard. But he, I, I'm always going to know what you and Luke looked like when you were little. Always, no question. Un, just the whole thing was, I was like, well, I, I just lost total interest in this film when that happened. So yeah, I actually I, liked I, it more than I sound like I did, but it just, the last fourth, the last third was just sort of a, a mess. No, I, I absolutely agree. So let's give it our ratings. Um, how about you? How many Z's? On a scale of five Z's, I'm going to give it, uh, I'll give it two and a half. Yeah, I would probably give it, uh, I want to say two. Uh, that's being a little bit generous, but it, it wasn't a terrible film. It wasn't something that's super exciting. And I think that a lot of people could get very simple enjoyment out of it, but it wasn't very memorable. Um, I no. won't be thinking about it tomorrow or probably anytime later from now. But. It, was enter- it was entertaining for what it was, but I um, don't feel like I missed anything these last 30 plus years. Right. Absolutely. And it was simply that. And now you have the knowledge that uh, you shouldn't have had to have seen it sooner. There you go. Cool. All, All right. right. So uh, let's Peggy move. Peggy got married. Yeah. Peggy Sue got married. All right, so let's move it out. Uh, let's move into our check it out section. What do you have? Right. Okay, so um, I went to the theater on Friday night with some friends to see um, Doctor Strange into the multiverse or something like that. I don't even know. Yeah, so yeah. Here's the thing um, Do I like Marvel movies? Yes. Do I feel like they're all the same? Yes. But I have a really good friend who loves Marvel movies, and that alone makes me want to go see Marvel movies. So I, I love that. I loved going to see this film with him and, and his family. 
but I honestly do not know what happened in that film. And I knew going into the film, I was going to say that. Yeah. So why do I say check it out? Because if you're into the multiverse, if you're into Marvel, you know, Doctor Strange is kind of a cool character. I mean, I kind of like Doctor Strange. Your mom and I watched the first film over two nights, Wednesday and Thursday, to prepare for it. But um, it's worth checking out because it's Marvel and it's Doctor Strange, and I've already said that. And if you like the multiverse, you're going to be all in. But like I feared when I went into the theater, I came out saying, no idea what happened, but it seemed like a decent decent time at the theater. So there you go. Doctor Strange into the multiverse or whatever it's called. You might want to check it out if you're a Marvel fan. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw it the same time as you did. Um, I would say that a better check it out or recommendation would be just to go see movies with your friends because it's a way better time. Well, but and that's what I did. I would not recommend uh, Doctor Strange by any means. But if you're a Marvel man, did you see it? What time did you see it? Uh, 10.30 p.m. on Friday because my buddies and I were reserving seats at a smaller theater. So um, uh, it was sold out pretty much most of yeah. the day up until then. But um, yeah, I, if you're a Marvel fan, you've already made up your mind. You've seen it or you're going to see it very soon. Um, but uh, my check it out is if you are a Star Wars fan, a new Kenobi trailer came out uh, about, I'm going to say a week ago or so. And it's, I think, the final one before the new six-part miniseries, which drops on, oh my gosh, is it May 27th? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a Friday. But yeah, um, check it out. It's awesome. I cannot wait. This is easily my most anticipated piece of media in a long time. So um, go check that out. Yep. Well, cool. Now we have reviewed Peggy Sue Got Married, and hopefully... Uh, based on based on our opinions, it will help guide you through whether you want to watch the film or not. But regardless of whether you do or whether you don't, we always have a good time talking into the wind and hope you enjoy this episode. Anything I want to know, what, we're, what are we reviewing next week, Noah? We will be reviewing uh, 28 Days Later, which is a 2002 film with Killian mm-hmm. Murphy and probably some other actors and actresses we know. But I believe it's a British film. And I won't give too much away, but I think it refers to 28 days after a pandemic sort oh, of great. zombie apocalypse type deal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, way ahead of its time, you could say. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, yeah, we're going to be watching that and we will give you our thoughts because we love watching movies and uh, we love talking about them. That's right. Hey, before we go, I want to give a shout out to a friend and a neighbor who is a loyal listener. Uh, her name is Linda, and she uh, tunes in every week. And I really appreciate the fact that she gives us uh, such positive feedback on our podcast. So we appreciate you, Linda. Absolutely. We also appreciate constructive feedback too, but we love the positivity. It feeds our egos. It's all about positivity here. So I agree. Always. Yeah. Just like our thoughts on this movie. That's um, right. Anyway, well, with that, I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is Easy Talk. <laughs>